From the PSIA AASI Studios in Lakewood, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. You're listening to First Chair. Great guests this evening. We're chatting with Mike Hafer, who uh, is going to be one of our uh, people trying out for the national team next April. Mike, thanks very much for taking the time to chat with us. Yeah, thanks for having me, George. Great opportunity. Now, Mike, this is uh, this is kind of a unique interview because you've actually got uh, quite a bit of experience on the national team. Tell us about your first tryout back in 2008. Yeah, so um, um, I guess to get started, um, my first tryout was in 2000. And uh, so I've tried out 2000, 2004, and I made my first team in 2008. And uh, that team was, or that tryout, was in Mammoth, California, and um, so I was living in Tahoe at the time. It um, kind of felt like home field advantage, and I think with the uh, with the two tryouts prior to that under my belt, it gave me a lot of confidence going into uh, going into tryouts at Mammoth. And as you can imagine, um, the uh, selectors put us through uh, the gauntlet, and uh, they found. <laughs> They, they found um, every every snow condition you could possibly imagine, from uh, the 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 firmest the firm to uh, the soft snow in the afternoon, and um, it made for made for an exciting week when uh, when we were down in Mammoth. And then I was lucky enough to be one of the sele- one of those selected at the end of the five days. I'd really like to get into the mental aspect of this. And I love that you said those first two tryouts really prepared you for 2008. How do you keep from getting beaten down and feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to make it after not being selected? That's a great question uh, because because you do get beat down, I think, a little bit. And I also think that makes us stronger as, uh, as human beings. And... Um, my first tryout in 2000, I had only been in the business for uh, six winners, and um, so a little bit of a unique story there. But um, so I, I, my expectations weren't high. This second tryout in 2004, as you can imagine, my expectations were a bit stronger that I was going to make it, and I made it to the final day on the 2004 tryouts. Um, my name was not called for the team selection. I sought out feedback from the selectors and that feedback after I kind of went through the Sarah principle, if you will, of the shock, anger, resentment, acceptance, and then the healing process. It, um, it really started to accept the feedback and take that feedback serious. And, uh, and at that point, taking that feedback and developing it over the next at that point, three years, by the time I think I accepted it and decided to move on, that um, it was the right feedback. And again, I had more confidence going into the selection process because I had a focus. I knew what I had to do, and I knew how I had to show up for the, for the uh, tryouts in 2008. So you made the team in 08. You tried out again in 2012, and I'd love to get your perspective on that. What's it like uh, going in as someone who had not made the team? And let's focus on your 2008 tryout because you did get selected there. And I really want to hear about your mindset. Is it more intimidating to go in as someone who is currently on the team? Because now there's more expectation. 
so that's yeah that's that was a great story too because i think the the general feeling going into 2012 there were a couple of changes with the application uh process for the 2012 tryouts and so internally i was i was really trying to figure out if if what i've done the prior four years was what we were looking for in the next four years or were, were we changing direction so of course all that goes into the head games and to your point did i do enough between 2008 and 2012 to be a second term team member so you know all those questions are going through your head and it does play a role and so you start looking or reflecting back on the first four years and where for myself it was where did i have success and how can i build on that success and i i found out a lot about myself through that first four years on the team uh my personality um more so i think identifying why i made the team the first time and and it's not just about the skiing it's not just about the teaching and and i mean it, it is absolutely the combination of the technical the ability to show up in front of a group of people it's a, the ability to communicate um the thoughts and uh philosophy of skiing um and being able to present that in a clear concise manner so you made the team in 2012 and then in 2016 you voluntarily did not try out uh, tell us why correct so i have uh two daughters and um you know for me family is incredibly important and i took on a new job up here in colorado we um my my wife and i is the we uh decided that i was spending a lot of time on the road and a lot of time with the new job so it was very challenging to to watch the girls grow up with uh with me being gone so i put my efforts toward my family and then um in uh yeah and, and as irony would have it too i i sustained an injury during the 2016 spring of 2016 and so um it kind of set me out for uh for a little bit which ultimately all those decisions were made for the right reason and um and uh watching my family grow up the last four years and get a little bit older um i think we're in a spot where there there's an opportunity to uh to look at the future and and maybe give the team thing another try here now, what have you learned during the four years that you have not been on the team? I think um, work-life balance, that family is just as important as uh, as the industry, and family for me does come first. And um, in addition to that, it's, it's also um, about where I can give time and um, how to manage that time. So... Um, it, it's not necessarily that I have to be here directly and, um, and as well as becoming more experienced in the industry, I feel like, um, I've really settled in with my, again, with the job. And, um, now that the kids are older, it's easier to get them, them on the phone and have conversations with them. So they know I'm, I'm just a, <laughs> just, you know, a few digits away and, and um, the technology as well has uh, has really helped where 
when you get on a phone and you can FaceTime your kids, you don't seem so far away when you're on the road. So uh, for me, it's definitely been the, the, the work-life balance that I've learned and how to manage that time more effectively. Now, how has skiing changed in the last four years? What are you going to bring into the 2020 tryouts that uh, kind of you developed through after 2012? Oh, yeah, another great question. Uh, versatility. I think, um, I think I've, I've become much more efficient and effective on my skis. Um, and I think some of that become because of, um, one getting older and trying to keep up with, uh, those that are half my age who, who will be trying out with, with us is that, um, you know, along the way, my, one of my strengths was my power in my skiing. And yet that was one of my uh, biggest holdbacks as well, because I could rely on power to get me through, uh, through a lot of situations and a lot of conditions. Whereas now I look at it as um, how can I be more finesse, finesseful and, um, or create more finesse on the snow and um, yeah. And and have a little bit more touch and be more effective or more efficient is a better word um, when skiing to manage energy differently. Now, what area are you currently calling your home area? So I'm in Breckenridge right now. And who are you training with? I, I know there are a number of people from Vail nearby that uh, you could have the opportunity to work with. Is this something, I mean, it is a competitive tryout. So do you necessarily work with someone else or do you mostly work on your own? Yeah, so working with any of the trainers at, uh, at Breckenridge, um, Tommy Banks, Ben Potts, been able to ski with those guys a little bit. Um, then, uh, in addition to that, um, when we have invited team members out, so Jeb Boyd, Matt Boyd, um, and Shoreling has been out there. In addition, been, been, I've been lucky enough to be able to ski with Mike Porter and Jonathan Blue. And so it's, you know, when you look at the area and, and gaining gaining influence or some feedback here and there from from the top performers in, in the industry and in the area, um, you know, it's seeking out it's seeking out the right people, and it not and it doesn't necessarily mean that I have to have that that coach around me all the time. It's more at this level, I think, being able to check in with with someone have them take a look at you and, and being able to take that feedback and working with that feedback for the next three weeks. So I don't, I don't need somebody with me every single day. It's taking responsibility for my own training. And so when you ask about who specifically is training me, it's, it's getting influence from, um, from top performers in the industry, people that have been there and uh, people that you trust with a good eye and keeping that focus until you refine that focus, because at the top level, it is about refinement. It's been eight years since your last tryout. How do you feel inside? How do you feel you're going to be feeling six months from now? I mean, I know that's really some conjecture, but just wondering out the, how you control the butterflies in preparation. Wow. Um, <laughs> so... It was it was really neat being able to go through the Rocky Mountain Regional process because I went into it 
without a lot of expectations and and yet I went into it with some confidence and I'll 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 start with the confidence portion is that my goal going into the regional selection process was that I'm there to help out our our folks that are the up and comers. I, I wanna I wanna be able to support them and I wanna have a good time while trying out because I love competition. And it also gave me a chance to meet the up and comers in the Rocky Mountain because there's so many good skiers in this division. So those those were my those were my goals. And then when I made it to the second round of the Rocky Mountain endorsement process, then it felt a little bit more um, intense, I guess, where, okay, it's kind of game on and, and this is the, there's going to be, there will be some people that are selected at the end of this to be endorsed, to go on to the national tryouts. And, and, um, I really tried to maintain that same level of energy that I brought into the first round where I was there to, um, I, I was there to be a role model from somebody that has been on the team. And I, uh, and I also wanted to be in a supporting role. Um, and that, I think, when I when I went into it with those two roles in mind, I actually performed at a higher level than I did the first round. So I, th- I think that's, um, you know, when you ask about what's what's to come and in, in Breckenridge here in, in 2020, it is about being in a supporting role because – we are looking at making a team and creating a team and that's incredibly important. And, um, and, uh, in addition, yeah, there's, there's a spot on the team or, you know, there's a spot on team for, um, I think those like me where I have the experience, I have leadership experience or more leadership experience now. And, um, so I'm looking forward to being a supporting member as well as a role model for, again, for the team, not just for the individuals trying out, so that's my goal is uh, is to be a role model in those two different categories. And we know that you happen to perform very well with home field advantage. Just dawned on me, Mammoth and now Breckenridge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I like home field advantage, so. <laughs> Any thoughts that you want to leave us with in closing? Um, you know, no matter what level you are uh, training for in, in and um, I look at this association and, and what it's done for me. This is um, 26 years for me in the business. And I look at back and I look at the, the number of people that I've met um, who are quality driven, um, fun people to be around. I, I get very excited and, and it keeps me highly motivated for being in this, uh, in this um, uh, business. And, with that, no matter what um, what the outcome is, it is truly about the journey and what you can lo- learn along that journey as long as you stay open because it's so easy to turn around and point the finger when you're not successful. And yet you have so much opportunity to grow if you can take a deep breath, process what people are telling you and what it can do for your personality and uh, and – Um, your personality and your skills to move forward. Mike Hafer, it's been great visiting with you. I look forward to checking in with you between now and tryout. George, I'm looking forward to it. Thank you for the time, and uh, I wish everybody the best in, in this process. 
from the PSIA, ASI Studios in Lakewood, Colorado. You've been listening to First Chair. I'm George Thomas.